five, six, seven, eight. Kirk. 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 Yay. Yay, Kirk. Here we go. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Society of Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. Can I tell you a funny story about what happened to me at Trivia last night? Oh, sure. Nothing really particularly <laughs> I don't know happened this. to me, but I thought you would get a kick out of this. So we had a round at Trivia last night that was called Shakespeare, the Bible, or Taylor Swift. And they provided for us <laughs> Our excerpts. Lord and saviors. Yes, truly. Um, they provided for us excerpts of either lyrics or sonnets or verses and we had to decipher whether or not they were taylor swift or shakespeare or the bible and the thing is is that like i was very nervous because i was like if i get any of these wrong that are taylor swift i don't think Haley and i can have a show anymore together yeah and i got them all right good Ooh, there was one that we got wrong and it was between the bible and shakespeare but i was yeah. really hoping that they were going to do kind of like a romeo and juliet comp but like mm. pull a line maybe from Romeo and Juliet making everybody think it was from Love Story yeah. but it was hard it was too hard it's also I will say Love Story is not very accurate to Romeo and Juliet right they die in that <laughs> that's not what happens in Love Story so yeah it's just more of like she's just using the words <laughs> exactly but yeah. I just thought you would oh, get a that kick would be out of fun. that yeah it was just Brett leaned over to me and was like you gotta do this or Haley's gonna hate you <laughs> Thank you, Brett. Thank you for showing up for me. <laughs> so funny. Um, so hey, that was my Sonya. my fun story we'll that I wanted to, to tell up. you. I know, truly. So oh, I just well. want to let you know how dedicated well, I am. Well, speaking of Taylor Swift fans, as I love to do, some people hate yes. that I do, but I do love to do. Mm-hmm. Our first book club selection for August is actually a perfect book for Swifties. Really? I will say it is also a perfect book if you don't like Taylor Swift because you just won't notice the Taylor Swift references. Mm, so like, okay. You know, because this author, K.L. Walther, she had a book that she, I can't remember if it was two summers ago or last summer called The Summer of Broken Rules. It just hit the New York Times bestseller list. She's doing really great. But her second book, actually, I think it's her third book, is called What Happens After Midnight, which we will be reading with Reading is Sexy. It's an older, I would call it older YA, where it's like they're like verging on being 19, 20, because they're like in their like final year of high school, okay. like they're graduating high school. So I feel like the content is not quite like, you know, there's like, I feel like there's a difference between younger YA and older YA. And I mm-hmm. would say this is like comparable to like if Rory and Dean had maybe like a good relationship. Okay. Because it's full of like Taylor Swift references, Shit's Creek references, but it also mm. has some Gilmore Girls references because I messaged with the author and she's a really big Gilmore Girls fan Love. because it is a story of Lily Hopper and she is graduating from her private boarding school that she attends where her mother is a teacher and she's dating the like guy who works in the diner at the school oh. um, and it's just her and her mom her and her mom are super close so it's like a good cute mother-daughter relationship but she kind of feels like she missed out on high school because she was super focused on her academics and she receives an anonymous letter to att- like to participate in the like senior class prank with the jester mm-hmm. and as it turns out her ex-boyfriend is the one who is heading this all up <sighs> and so all of these like she was the one that broke up with him and so so it's like them going through this like night together where they're like forced to confront their past together and that maybe there's still feelings between them set in like this academic backdrop but everything is like adventurous and fun mm-hmm. and I think that if you maybe wanted a different ending for Rory and Dean that maybe this is this is a good one for you I'm really excited okay. about it I read it back in I think February and I like immediately messaged the author and I was like are you a Gilmore Girls fan because this is going to be in my book club <laughs> And she was like, yes, absolutely. Oh, I love that so much. It sounds right up the alley of what we're used to watching. I think that's a perfect pick. And I know a lot of people aren't like into like, like with adult romances, it can come with a little bit of spice. And I know that a lot of people don't like that. And so I think this is like a good medium place for that. But for Where You Read, I Will Follow, this was kind of a random pick. It's Severance by Ling Ma. And I know it's been out for a couple of years, but... 
at the description on Fable, who hosts our book club. Maybe it's the end of the world, but not for Candace Chen, a millennial first-generation American and office drone meandering her way through adulthood in Lingma's offbeat, Riley funny, apocalyptic satire, Severance. Candace Chen, a millennial drone self-sequestered in a Manhattan office, is devoted to routine. With the recent passing of her Chinese immigrant parents, she's had her fill of uncertainty. She's content just to carry on. She goes to work, troubleshoots teen-targeted gemstone Bible, watches movies. So she barely notices when a plague of biblical proportion sweeps New York. Mm. A send-up and take-down of the rituals, routines, and missed opportunities of contemporary life, Ling Ma's Severance is a moving family story, a quirky coming-of-adult tale, and a hilarious deadpan satire. Most important is a heartfelt tribute to the connections that drive us to do more than survive. And I just wow. thought it was, I've had it on my shelf for a long time to read, and I like the idea of just like a satire, a family story. It's apocalyptic in nature, but of I thought it sounded really interesting, and I know a lot of people really loved it. So yeah. I'm excited to read it with our book club. That's great. You know, it's funny. When you first told me about this book, I thought that it was going to be what Severance, the TV series, the TV was show. Yeah. based off of, which is a great show, by the way. But it's very different. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited to get into both of those. We took a little break for July. I needed to catch up on life, you know, like a little yeah. summer break from the book club. But I'm excited to get back into it. We'll link uh, in our show notes if you want to join the book club you can also follow us on instagram at get more to read mm-hmm. and yeah that's the book club i love it i'm very excited i think it was totally appropriate to take a break for july you know we've yeah. spoken to this Haley and i had a very <laughs> hectic june yeah lots of traveling lots of s- sick covid nonsense so like taking a break in july for book club was necessary but we're coming back swinging for august yeah I'm very excited, excited. yeah So speaking of writers, as you all know, because we've talked about it before, we had Sheila Lawrence on a couple months ago to talk about this when it first started. But the writer strike, the WGA strike, is still underway. But now they have been joined by SAG-AFTRA, the Screen Actors Guild. I feel like I'm doing a news report right now. (laughs) (laughs) Back to you, Tara. (laughs) But some of you may know because I did post it on our Gilmore Girls Instagram stories, but they did take it down. So I don't know how many people did get to see it. They took it down? Yeah, the original poster took it down. But Sean Gunn, who plays Kirk on Gilmore Girls, has been very outspoken about his support of the strike. Of course, he is in the Screen Actors Guild and is standing on the line picketing with the WGA and SAG and has been very, very outspoken about how much he supports this because he said he's specifically protesting Netflix because something that the actors and writers are fighting for are residuals on their work that they've done. And Netflix is not really paying their actors or writers residuals. And he said that he's barely seen any revenue from Netflix. And it is one of Netflix's most streamed shows. In acquired TV shows for streaming, it is in the top shows every single time. But this last year, it was in like the top shows streamed like of all shows and like that was one of my favorite things that he said he was like I was in the show called Gilmore Girls and was like we know (laughs) and he was like it's one of the most popular streaming shows and he and all of the other actors and writers don't see residuals from acquired shows for streaming services yeah and that's one of the main things that they're fighting for which I think is really important to draw attention to and I had posted on my Instagram story like (laughs) I do not want to support Netflix. I'm watching Gilmore Girls on my DVD player. The trouble with that is like there's two different schools of thought, right? Because you don't want Netflix to see the residuals and not pay them out to the writers. And obviously we are the people, us talking here and the people listening are, you know, amongst the biggest supporters of Gilmore Girls and watching the show. And we are contributing to that. But at the same time, Uh, A lot of people have said not to cancel streaming services in support of the WGA and SAG because what that does is it, you know, will create a dip in streaming, which, of course, we think is a good thing because it hurts the people at the top who are not paying these people fairly. But what it also does, it gives them a leg to stand on to say, well, look, streaming is such a volatile industry. You never know where it's going to go. Look at this huge hit it took. So now we can't pay people you know, to do these things because we don't know what's going to happen. And it's like, come on. Streaming is the most accessible thing. That's what everybody is watching their, you know, their TV shows and movies on nowadays. We all know that. It's much less common to watch things on cable. Um, So that's what they're fighting for. And so I kind of split the difference between sometimes I watch it on my DVD player and sometimes because it is so accessible, I'm watching it on Netflix. But it's hard to say what the best course of action is to do. We just like to bring awareness to it because it's a really important topic to talk about. 
And especially because Sean Gunn was the one that was talking about it so mm-hmm. openly because he was seen on like a lot of different platforms talking about Netflix, but also talking about Bob Iger, who mm-hmm. is the head of Disney because he's involved in Marvel. Um, Sean Gunn is. Um, so I was like really interesting to see him talking about it, especially because like this whole episode is about his character from Gilmore Girls. Yeah. So it was like so it felt like a his very own topical tea. Yeah. Topical t-shirts out. with with Sean Gunn. Exactly. Exactly. And part of the reason that we wanted to talk about Kirk's character this week is because we know that Barbie is having her moment this week. We're not going to promote it too hard because of what's going on right now (laughs) with the strikes, but um, Barbie is having her moment in our very own Barbie girl of Stars Hollow. Long before this moment, everyone was talking about how Kirk is Stars Hollow's Barbie girl. Seriously. He has every single job. He can do anything. He comes with every single accessory. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he does. So today we are going to be talking about Kirk and the many jobs of Kirk Leeson, who he is, what we know about him how he got to where he is today and uh yeah let's get into it Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category including beauty clothing electronics home department stores pets and more and as you all know I love shopping through the Rakuten app Every time I shop online, I always start there to see what the cashback deals are. It's incredibly user-friendly, membership is free, and it's easy to sign up. The best part is you can maximize your savings by stacking cashback on top of other deals because the app lets you know what the store sales and coupons are at your favorite places to shop. Speaking of favorite places to shop, I love shopping Anthropologies post-holiday sale where they put their clearance on clearance. This year, not only did I get savings on top of savings, but I also got cash back by shopping their sale through Rakuten. Cashback rates are changing daily, so make sure that you check their site or your app to snag the best deals. Start all of your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app like me to start your saving today. Your cashback really adds up. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. (laughs) It's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood sampler pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tecovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you. But I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my dress recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tecovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tecovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you out. Outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tecovis has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tecovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G-I-L-M-O-R-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so they're always 
always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis, only at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. So today's episode, of course, is about the one, the only Kirk Gleason, um, who yeah. is such a major background character. I would say the most major minor character in the show. Yeah. Because he's like, he's credited like in the... Um... He eventually becomes credited as a series yeah. regular. Yeah. But for a while there, you know, we weren't quite sure where he fit in. I don't think they were quite sure where he fit in. Yeah, because, in season one. Yeah. What we know about Kirk is that he started out, you know, as Mick. In season the DSL two, DSL guy. Yeah, in season one, episode two is the DSL guy, and um, then he came back as the Swan guy in the following episode in Kill Me Now, and then eventually became Kirk, I believe, in Cinnamon's Wake episode five. So they eventually found their footing with Kirk, and I don't think they knew exactly where they wanted to take his character's personality because he was very dry and like yeah, you know his story. Serious. He was very serious. His story wasn't really fleshed out yet because in Cinnamon's Wake he talks to Patty as if he doesn't know her. And then yeah, later on he's like you're the Miss Patty. Yeah. And then like later on in the series, it's implied, it's actually said that Kirk's known Patty, since he was a kid, he used to take her dance classes and stuff. Yeah. So they kind of flesh that story out a little bit more. Um, and he becomes more fun and, and you know, the Kirk that we all come to know and yeah. probably love. I feel like that happens in season two. Like in season one, they're still trying to like exactly figure out who he is. Because mm. at first he kind of feels like Amy's trying to like do like a theatrical thing with him where he's like kind of like the ensemble. Like and he mm. plays like this character who kind of like plays like a bunch of different roles Mm -hmm. but then I feel like by season two they lean into that more like overtly by giving him like a very distinct personality that like fits that Mm -hmm. because one of my favorite things on like the Gilmore Girls like Wikipedia page is that under his occupation it says almost every job in Stars Hollow. Literally. (laughs) Like, that's literally what it says. And it just cracked me up because, like, that's really what it feels like is, like, they took this, like, idea that it seemed like they were trying to execute in the beginning is, like, he kind of does everything. And then they were like, no, we're just going to lean into this and he's going to kind of do everything. Yeah, which I love. I think that is – that was such a clever tactic. Yeah. Kind of can explain away, you know, the – wishy-washiness of who he is in season one a lot of people love to point out to us like oh he was mick he was mick in season one episode two but i believe the reality is amy forgot she named him yeah he said that on um sean was on um sean gunn was on scott patterson's podcast Mm. and said that he it's like he wasn't early in his career but he had never had like a role that that was like that substantial before Mm. and he was like nervous to like bring up the fact that he already was given a name which amy forgot so that's how he ended up being kirk throughout the series instead of mick (laughs) which is just so funny which i i love it kirk is such a perfect name for him. he's not a mick would we think that if his name had been mick (laughs) well sure i think when you meet anybody and you get to know them as that name and you hear any other name that they no. could possibly have, you're like, yeah. no, I can't see that. <laughs> but no, I see him as a, a Kirk 100%. fully through and through. So what else do we know about Kirk? We know that he lives with his mom. It used to be a bomb shelter. <laughs> Their house. <laughs> In Atisca to Tasket, he tells Jackson that he's the youngest of 12. Because he does talk about having brothers. Because yep. I think that, is Lulu, did he, did she used to date one of his brothers? I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Yeah, So when Kirk talks about going on his first date with Lulu, he does mention that she used to date his brother. So we know he has, he definitely has a brother. But like when he's talking to Jackson, he says he's the youngest of 12. But like they never get really referenced in any other way. That's like the only time we really hear that. No. So I'm always like skeptical if he's trying to like, you know, like swindle Jackson because his mom made baskets for everyone else, but not for him. Yeah. 12 yeah. brothers and sisters. The only one that ever got yeah. basket? Me. Yeah. He totally guilt trips Yeah. Him. So I'm not sure if that's like entirely true, but um, we don't know how old he is because I think it, I can't remember if it's Lorelai or Rory that says it, but they at one point say they'd have to cut him open and count the rings to know how old he is. Mm. But other than mm-hmm. that, like, I feel like there's not that much we know about him. We know he has a cat. Cat Kirk. Cat Kirk. But do you think that he has the cat after oh, a deep like, fried Korean Thanksgiving? Like, do we think overlord. maybe the cat is no mm, more? Like he just let the cat out and now the cat is on its own, living independently. Just frolicking. <laughs> yeah. 
or gave the cat back I to the like adoption. I feel like if he didn't, he should have. Like, that, mm-hmm. that cat needs to be elsewhere. Because we never hear it mentioned again. So I assume that he maybe yeah. decided that that wasn't the path he wanted to take con- as a cat Consciously dad. uncoupled. <laughs> Kurt and cat Kurt. <laughs> they consciously uncoupled. <laughs> yes, exactly. But he does exactly. have a pig in the revival, right? Named Petal? Petal. Yeah. I thought I made that up at first. And I was like, a pig named Petal. I was like, that's that can't be right. And it was. I looked it up. <laughs> it fully is. I love that he has yeah. a pig named Petal. I, that was like, when I think of the revival, I oftentimes think of the trailer for it when Petal yeah. is running through Stars Hollow and Carol King's Where You Be is playing in the background. Like, literally, I'm about to cry no. thinking about it. I remember in 2016 seeing that pig and being like, shut There's up. A There's, a There's a pig. There's a pig. Oh, man. Do you like Kurt? I feel like that's like a very fair question because I feel like a lot of people, they don't find him very funny or like they can't buy into all of his antics. They find him to be annoying or purposeless. I I can see why people would feel that way. The thing for me is that especially when we broke down Mm -hmm. our favorite townies, I just think that the town is comprised of so many interesting intricately built characters yeah that i think kirk is wonderful and very funny but kind of being at the helm of all of that i like to also give way to you know the toms oh, and the we know you love to give way to that the don't necessarily <laughs> you know patty and Bet, you know like the characters that don't necessarily get thought of as yeah. immediately as kirk does but yeah. i do love kirk's character i feel like it would be like a different vibe without kirk like i feel like oh one th- like no one brings quite the like funny scenario situation to the show as Kirk does and like I I can't like imagine um, a moment like in looking through the series in my mind right now of like a moment when I've been like oh Kirk's annoying could have been no me either members would probably know better (laughs) if I had said that before no that's true no I really like Kirk I feel like he's like I was about to ask yeah I feel like he's really essential to like the fabric of the show and like and like filling in he is you know like the atmosphere and the environment that these girls exist in well he's like Taylor you know there are people who like don't love Taylor but he's built into the fabric of Stars Hollow and so like love him or hate him or like feel lukewarm about him I think that Kirk is just yeah. so essential because even those, you know, the townies that I just mentioned who, you know, I feel are yeah, a little less more main beloved. character energy as Kirk is. Yeah. You know, they're wonderful, but Kirk is really like he kind of is the backbone of yeah. the townies of Stars When we do our Gilmore to consider so. about Kirk, I feel like we'll have to take a poll to see people's like base opinion on whether they like Kirk or mm. not. Because I feel like that'd be divisive. Yeah, 100%. Or maybe not. But I feel like Kirk in the same way that yeah. we talked about with Taylor, he's like a good foil against Luke. Like, I feel like the two of them, more so than any other mm. character, come up against Luke the most. And I think make Luke more endearing and, like, make his problems seem less harsh. Because I think Luke can come off that way sometimes. But, For like, sure. make him seem sillier in a way that Luke is not a silly person. But I love him. I do, too. Yeah. I, I really do. But I can understand why he might get under people's skin. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, yeah, I love him. I love his relationship with Lulu. Oh, uh, yeah. And she's kind of the perfect person <laughs> for him. It's just such an endearing, weird relationship. That was one of my favorite facts that Valerie shared with us about um, what Dan Palladino thought Lulu should dress like was like, like Valerie dresses. So that's like one of my favorite little facts I know. about Lulu. But like, as we like meet Kirk, we're like, who would ever be with him? And then we meet Lulu and we're like, perfect. Basically a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> Stunning. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Like, I love that he finds love. Yeah. I think that's really special. Everyone deserves love. And there's someone for everyone, if you will. (laughs) I love it. But the other interesting fact about Kirk is that he ends up being very wealthy. Yeah. Because he had a million jobs. as He had almost every job in Stars Hollow. He did. Now, here's the exact phrasing of what he shares with Luke in Blaine Booz and Melville, which is when we kind of discover that Kirk has money. Because yeah. obviously we've known that he's had all these jobs. I love that the writers took it in this direction. Yeah. Of like, did what did you think he did with that money? He was living at home with his yeah, mom. Yeah, he didn't have <laughs> like, anything. Like, he saved that and money. he's like swindling Luke for the price of toast. Like, yes, he fights him on a 10 cent raise for toast. Yeah. Oh, I love this so much. So obviously, or maybe not obviously, but most of us know that Luke is about to buy the Twickham house in season five. Mm-hmm. He wants it for him and Lorelai. He's been vying for it. He and Taylor have this verbal agreement that Luke is going to 
by the Twickham house and Taylor has to break the news to him that unfortunately there's another buyer who's entered the chat, if you will. And so he finds out who it is. <laughs> Kirk is sitting there in the diner. And um, he says, where did you get a quarter of a million dollars? What? I don't have a quarter of a million dollars. Just shy. It's $247,868. 67 if I get a couple of donuts to go. <laughs> Those chocolate raised are calling my name. I've been working for 11 years, Luke. I've had 15,000 jobs. I've saved every dollar I've ever made. That and the miracle of compound interest has created a bounty of a quarter of a million dollars. Again, just under. I don't want to brag. Here's the thing. Let's do the math on this, y'all. Because I don't think the math is mathing. He's been working for 11 years. Yeah. 11 years. And he said 15, Times 365 days. 11 years is 4,015 days. Wow. So he's had like four jobs <laughs> every day. A day. You know, admittedly... I'd see that for him. Like, some days he's working at the beauty supply store. Other days he's delivering mail. I bet he does those on the same day, Mm, you know? Yeah. But if he's doing them consistently, they all count as the same job. You know what I mean? Mm, So we literally have to rotate jobs every single day. Yeah. Multiple times a day. Mm. Yeah. So just a little fact check where the math's not (laughs) mathing. It's hilarious. It's so funny. But it's also like, "Mm, that's not possible. I mean, it's possible. But, but if, if anyone's going to do that it, possible. maybe Kirk can time travel. Maybe he can. It was the fact that he said, I've been working for 11 yeah. years. Because if we wanted to, you know, obviously, as you said before, we don't know how old yeah. Kirk is because you'd have to cut him open and count the rings. But let's even say that he was like 35 years old. I still think that like that would be since he was like five. two jobs a day. Yeah. yeah. So, hmm. yeah, I don't know. I do love that, that they put that there, that like, we're like, yeah, he has had 15,000 jobs. We've seen at least 6,000 like, yep. of them. <laughs> and we're going to break all of the jobs that we see him do throughout yeah. the show down. But before we do that, I'm very curious to know what your favorite Kirk episodes are. I feel like my favorite Kirk episodes kind of all fell into the same, like, Luke-ish genre, admittedly. Okay. Or maybe that's actually not true. Maybe it's just two of them. I didn't rank mine. I just have three. Yeah, well, I'm, I just have them I... in order of, like, appearance. Oh, okay. Me too. And the first one is a, An Affair to Remember, because that is when Luke helps Kirk have his first date with Lulu, because he's going to have it at his yeah. house. And Lorelai's like, mm, maybe not. And um, he has it someplace where he feels comfortable is kind of what she encourages him. And that's when he's like, I'm going to have it at Luke's. Perfect. And he like helps Gorgeous. him like, figure out that Lulu likes him. And it just feels like that's so sweet. Like Luke is kind of like, you know, Luke about it. But it's just like, I just really love that one. I love that he videotapes yeah. himself. <laughs> like practicing. That's my favorite part. I love when Luke looks over and he's videotaping yeah. himself. It's gorgeous. That's a great choice, yeah, Haley. Thank you. So the first one that I put I also did in order of appearance is Haunted Leg. Uh, yeah. I love when he asks Lorelai out on a yeah, date. Yeah, that one's good. Aw. I know. It's sad. I know. It just like pulls in my heartstrings for Kirk because this is kind of the first time that we see him pursue anybody romantically. Yeah. And I believe the next time that we see that, is with Lulu. Yeah. Doesn't he say that she's the most beautiful woman he's ever seen? Outside, outside of a really <laughs> filthy magazine, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is sweet in his own little Kirk way. But this, I think we talked about this on Patreon, that we wish that there had been like some sort of build up to it. Yeah. Of like maybe him in the background or like inquiring around town or something to like indicate that he was into Lorelai. But I also kind of like it coming mm. out of the blue. Yeah. Out of absolutely nowhere. I love that he decided but, yeah. to confront her at her place of work. <laughs> oh, I know. Everywhere I know. is his place of work, so. Honestly, it is. But yeah, that's one of my favorite Kirk episodes. Yeah. My next one is also from season four is Tick, 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 Boom, where he's mm-hmm. doing the Easter egg hunt. And he's like, oh, gotten yeah. this like town responsibility from Taylor and he messed it up. And he's just like so adamant and is just like, like spearheading this like Easter oh, egg yeah. rehunt, if you will. I love his eggs. speech. Yeah. <laughs> so good. He's trying to rile everybody yeah. up. It's so funny. My next one was Raincoats and Recipes. Aww. Season four. I just love 
similarly to the Luke of it all, like, I love when Kirk comes to him and is like, listen, I have night terrors. <laughs> Which, like, of course he and does. And you need to help me. <laughs> like, of course he does. But I love that he's, like, asking Lorelai, like, is the art bolted to the wall? Okay, we're going to have to fix that. You're going to have to come with me to Michelle. <laughs> and then, like, I love that... <laughs> love that when luke and uh babette are playing games like at the end of the Mm -hmm. night when everything's going on with uh lorelei and jason that you know kirk and lulu are about to go upstairs and go to bed (laughs) he winks at luke and like nods at him because he's about to go to bed (laughs) babette goes i think kirk wants you to go upstairs and make love to him (laughs) i just lose it every time (laughs) Oh, Bebe. I just uh, love their relationship, yeah. Kirk and Luke, forever. But it's even better that, like, when they kiss and, like, Kirk runs out. And another Valerie moment where she, like, she was the one that like, caught him when he was, like, running out mm-hmm. naked. Yeah. That Luke is like, I gotta go. Like, I gotta go. I got He has him. this, like, commitment to him. Like, regardless of the fact that the woman he's been pining after for five, or four seasons, four full seasons, he's like, I yeah. made a commitment to this Night Terrors man. <laughs> Who is now like a danger to himself. <laughs> Literally, it's so good. And then he ends up in the bushes and he's got to pull like the thorns out of his butt. Yeah. And Suki's got it. Oh my God, it's so oh, good. I love, I love. Yeah. So that's that's my second one. My third and final one is Jews and Chinese food. Same. When he plays my third. And oh my the God. Children's theater production of Fiddle on the Roof. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. It's classic. The honorable classic mention Kirk. was Pulp Friction when he's sleeping around town and he ends up in the boat yeah also naked <laughs> similarly yeah, he loves this man loves to be <laughs> yeah naked. he sleeps naked it seems but that you just can't not do jason chinese food because like it's just there's something wonderful about kirk being yeah. a children's theater actor as an adult playing tevi also the yeah. children's theater doing fiddler on the roof but as we know that's one of amy's favorite things oh so, so many references it's so good <laughs> Great choices. Yeah. yeah. I had a feeling Jews and Chinese food would be yeah, on there for both I of thought us. So too. It's just such a good yeah. episode. But I mean, there are so many great episodes and all of those really align with what his jobs yeah. are for the episode. So I feel like those choices aren't necessarily like jobs. Haunted Leg was more about his like, you know, with Lorelai and like, and if I remember was his relationship, but Jews and Chinese food never gets yeah. counted as a job because it's like, you know, his, uh hobby if you will is theater yeah what's interesting though about that is that like when i was reading the article that we found that's like all 62 of kirk leeson's jobs there were so many on there that i was like is that a job yeah some of them are like almost jobs like i have some gripes with some of these so i would love to read them out loud first and kind of like go over all of kirk's jobs almost jobs occupations etc because i actually started making a list on my own to see how many i could name off the top of my yeah. head and i Ooh. got to 30. Oh, wow look at that but that's also because i mean like the latter half of the series as you know is not really my strong suit i got a lot of the ones from the early seasons but there were jobs on here that i'm like that that's not a job i don't know about that so let's get into jobs and then like jobs that he attempted to have exactly some of them some of them are good but some of them i'm like that's not a job. <laughs> That's not a job. So I really want to know exactly how many he had because I don't think it's 62. No. I would love to only count the ones that he actually had because I know the attempts are funny. They're put yeah. in there for like the like, attempt is like to be Lorelai's wedding photographer. That's a job, but they didn't get married or like attempted to work at Sophie's Music. That's a job, but didn't happen. But he didn't get it. But I put him down as photographer because... He drops off photos for Suki's wedding, but on this in this article, they credit him as the photo delivery man. And it's like, I think he took those photos because mm. he's a photographer. Yeah. Like he moonlights as a photographer. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm really curious. So let's just let's get into it from the very beginning. So, of course, as we know, he is the DSL installer in season one, episode two. Even though he's Mick, we'll still count it. He's the swan delivery man in episode three. The assistant manager at Dozie's Market. 
in episode five. And then it also notes here season four, episode 21 is the assistant manager at Dozie's Market, oh, which is interesting. I don't remember that. Mm, I don't either. And then the last job that he has in season one is the Daisy delivery man. Right. Obviously. That's, that's a job. Love Daisy's and yeah. Daisy's And then it, when we get into season two, of course, we know they didn't include this on this list. He's the mailman. Yeah. But that was a deleted scene. But he is in the background. Wearing the mailman outfit wearing the mailman outfit so that's actually job number five he's the coordinator of max and lorelei's engagement party Mm -hmm. which i had also put down i put photographer now they have photographer listed for several things a couple different things so do we want to count that as one job or do we want to count that as multiple well i guess that's a question of like would a freelance photographer consider being a freelance photographer their job or would they consider like i have a job this weekend like per client considerate jobs well the other question then is do we count mailman twice because he's the mailman in season two episode one but also in the big one in season three and he also works in the beauty supply shop twice i think that will determine how we feel about Mm. that i say we count photographer as one job that's one job he just gets hired a lot to do it yeah, I agree. So what they have listed here, they didn't list Max and Lorelai's wedding photographer. Mm, but he doesn't he never this. does it. Physically does it, yeah. But they do list him in season two, episode three, for the as the photographer for the historical first walk across the street. <laughs> when Mrs. Lanahan yeah. does the crosswalk and they're talking about the um bachelorette yeah. party that they're about to go to. So and it also says attempted job wedding photographer for yeah, Lorelai and Max. So I'm just going to put photographer yeah. down. We have mechanic. We have server at the Bracebridge dinner. Right. I also have stenographer for the Bracebridge dinner because he's a server. But remember when he's doing the... Um, oh, yeah. When he's taking the yeah. notes. Whatever you can do to... Kirk, you're driving me crazy. Yeah. But what? But is that <laughs> is that like a server who's prepping prepping for the job later? For sure. That's very true. I just put Bracebridge dinner and I put stenographer and server termite inspector i put exterminator for yeah that. this one is always the but one that i'm like you guys can't trust him to find some place to live on his own but you will trust him to evaluate the termite damage in your home <laughs> yes 100 like, percent. where did he go to get the training for this i don't know but i want to know i'm dying to know <laughs> video rental clerk which i forgot about i love that one how could and how could i yeah because he puts up the curtain the rory gilmore curtain i didn't ask for a rory curtain <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was weird the way she said that. Filmmaker. Right. Of course. A film by Kirk. He's the trumpet player for the war reenactors in Dead Uncles and Vegetables. <gasps> Is that a job? I don't know. It's a volunteer situation. I feel like that's but... the same thing as playing Tevia, though. Yeah. More of an occupation, less of a job. A hobby. A hobby? Yeah, because I don't okay. think that any of those guys are getting paid to do that. And if they are, who is paying them to do that? <laughs> the town. Fair, potentially. Yeah, I think those guys do that in their spare time. Yeah, you're right. All right, I'll take it off the list. Okay, so, so far we're at 12. Okay. Because the other jobs that they have here is attempted job, Sophie's Music Shop, which is great that he attempted that job. I love that. Then we move into season three. Hey there, skincare line salesman duh yeah. and then they have photo delivery man for haunted leg did he take the photos for suki's wedding i didn't think he did we don't find that out but the only reason that i think he took the pictures is because he attempted to do that for lorelei's wedding what do we do we want to count i it? just can't remember in that episode if he like says like because i just remember how he's like oh and i have the pictures for suki's wedding and we were like That seems like a really big deal. People should be making like a bigger fuss of this. Yeah. I thought that that was under the assumption that he took the photos personally. Mm, I'm not sure. That's just me. I'm happy to write it down and include it. I don't know. That's a a question mark for me. I know. Maybe one and a half jobs because like, okay, did someone pay him (laughs) to bring those there? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know why he would be dropping them off if he didn't take them. Yeah. Unless he like stole But I them. also can't see Suki and Jackson <laughs> trusting him with that. But I also can see them if they're like trying to save money. Yeah. Like right? Lorelai and Max were going to do it. You're right. How about lunch and the cost of the film? That's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think that he took the pictures. Okay. That's the assumption I'm making. And we're going to put that under freelance mm, photographer. Yeah. I also want to know if you guys feel that way. Yeah. I'm very curious. Do you think that Kirk took Suki's 
photos. If not, why did he bring them to her? <laughs> yeah. If only for a setup for him to ask Lorelai out. Mm-hmm. So then we have Spy for Taylor in season three, episode three, because he comes in asking Luke to make him like a chocolate phosphate or something. Yeah. And then Luke brings him and the kids over to Taylor and is like, what are you doing? Yeah, he did pay but them I don't for think it, that didn't was a I? Jo- he did. I think I remember him saying something about like Getting offering paid? them something in exchange for it. Really? Maybe I'm making that up. I can't remember. No, you might be right. Should we count it? Hmm. It's not really a job. Yeah. Like, is are we considering this like this went towards his almost quarter of a million dollars? Right. I don't yeah, think so. I, I feel like not. I feel like it was I, – I can't remember if he paid him to do that. But I do remember in that moment he was, like, asking about management opportunities, wasn't he? Yeah. I don't know. Very weird. Anyway, yeah, that's the thing is that he goes on to then ask for two – jobs one at a luke skateboard and bottle shop yeah (laughs) um and then the manager at taylor's old-fashioned shop which doesn't he eventually work there he hands out samples doesn't he he hands out samples yeah when it's in um season five maybe i mean i know that he is the skydiver (laughs) he's posting flyers for the grand opening so maybe but we don't count that then what we don't count him asking for the job in this episode as a job. No, no, no. No. Right? No. Okay. So then we have Weston's bakery server right. when he's serving, serving pie. Rory and Dean when they decide to become friends again. He's the Star's Hollow Beauty Supply shop clerk yeah, he in multiple Shane. episodes. <laughs> yes. He's the director of Miss Patty's dance show. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that one. He's the hockey announcer. Of course. Duh. The mailman, which we've already counted. T-shirt designer and salesman. Of course. Helps to move the world's largest pizza. Now, I also put here pizza worker, question mark. Like, does he work for Antonio's? <laughs> I think he does work for Antonio's. <laughs> man, oh man. I'm not smart. <laughs> you are very smart. That was just the funniest thing you've ever said. If you're not on our Patreon, I don't know why, but Antonioli's mm-hmm. is the name of the Pete's Pizza place. But for some reason, I couldn't stop calling it Antoniolios because that's what I wrote down in my notes. So that's that's why we call it Antoniolios. I just loved it when you did that. I was, I was like, so adamant about it, too. You were. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that was the name of and the And then place. you looked it up and you were like, Haley, you are wrong. <laughs> Antonioli's. Antonioli's. I actually love Antonioli's. <laughs> Honestly, I think it really it's great. Up the tongue. It really does. So then we have the mold inspector for the dragonfly. Right? Yeah. At the end of That's season three, which I had forgotten about. I jumped right into season four. Yeah. So end of season three, we're now at 20 jobs total. Season four, episode one, he's the skydiver. And I would also argue then working for Taylor. Yeah. How do we want to classify that? Do you think he got paid because he didn't do it? Is that an attempted job? The skydiver? Yeah. He did do it. Does he skydive? Yes. Remember, he's like kind of walking out of like the trees. (gasps) Oh my gosh, you're so right. All I can remember that is, I can't remember if it's Rory or Lorelai. It's like, don't. It's Lorelai when she goes into the beauty supply. Yeah, she's like, don't "Don't do it." do it. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also hanging up flyers in season four, episode one for Taylor. So it's like, does he work for the soda shop? Are those two different jobs or do we just consider the skydiver? I think those are different jobs. I feel like you would have to like be hired. Maybe he just has skydiving experience and he's a freelance skydiver. (laughs) Okay. So we want to say that he works for Taylor's old fashioned soda shop. Yeah. Doing odds and ends, if you will. (laughs) Totally. Uh, yeah, a little bit of odds and a little bit of ends. And then he's the security alarm installer. Right. I love that. Me too. He's looking out for them. Or her, rather. Lorelai on her own. I know. And then he's the one-of-a-kind mailbox salesman. I forgot about <laughs> he's that. He's trying to sell one to the dragonfly. Lisa Rice. Yeah. Yes. Then he's the Firelight Festival planner. I don't remember that. I only remember that because when Jess returns... Uh, he's the one with the megaphone. That's the thing where he has the walkie-talkie. Yeah. Where he's like, over, copy. Yeah. And Joe's like, what are you saying? <laughs> Kirk, I forgot my walkie-talkie. I can't hear you. Yeah. And like, oh, I forgot about Jess that. Jess is like blocking the whole street. Oh, my God. Dog walker. Mm-hmm. This is when his hair is kind of longer. 
Yes. Like curls around yes. his ears. Petty cab driver. Right. Yeah. Forgot about that. When he calls the girls that they were too heavy because he was suddenly like biking past them. Yeah. Easter egg hunt planner and egg finder. Right. Mailboxes, etc. clerk. Now, this is where we've both kind of been like, is this a separate job from being a mailman? I would say yes. Yes, I think so, Because I don't too. think this where is he's the post like, office. Where he's like, the stamps? I think he sells... Because Lorelai's going to buy stamps. stamps and Luke is going to get his, his divorce, divorce papers notarized. Because he's also a notary. Right. Do we include that? Do you have to be a notary to work at mailbox etc or whatever it was called maybe that's what it is i'd count this as one job yeah personally that's just how i yeah. see it and then he's a wedding dj oh right at the at listen i almost said listen tj's, I almost said wedding. Listen DJ's wedding listen tj oh sure <laughs> and then he's the firewood delivery man at the end of season four which i forgot about but he's wearing a flannel so it makes sense of course you couldn't deliver firewood not wearing a flannel <laughs> If anyone commits to their job, it's Kurt. He's always in uniform. Yeah. Then he's the poller for Town Selectman's campaign. He pulls one person himself. And it's literally <laughs> himself, which always cracks me yeah. up. But do you think that's a job or do you think that that's like a volunteer situation, like the war reenactors? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know that anyone paid him to do that. I don't think they did. Did Taylor pay I'm gonna him? I'm going to go ahead and say no. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like as we're getting into this, I feel like there's two lists. It's like... Jobs that he gave himself, like kind of like hobbies, like volunteer positions that he like inserted himself into and exactly. roles that he's making money from to buy the Twig exactly. House, which I also think is yes. fiscally irresponsible to spend all of your money on one home. I know. I was thinking the same yeah. thing. I Maybe was he's like, gonna you have that it, money. But if he's going to sink yeah. all of that into that, that's feel like that's a bad decision. But anyways. Very irresponsible. Moving right along. Anyway. The movie theater worker at the Black, White, and Red bookstore. Yeah. Lunch at the Dragonfly hot dog. Yes, of course. Uh, obviously. This is bath and shower adhesive salesman in season five. This is when he's trying to sell the, the things that go on the bottom of the floor so you don't slip. Right. Right. I forgot I like about the that. bath floor. Is that what you call it? The bath floor? The shower floor? Yeah, the bath floor. <laughs> Let's go with that. Attempted job, Suki's kitchen staff. And in the same episode, he tries to be the receptionist at the Dragonfly Inn. He's like really trying to find a job. I follow that into like the category that we were just putting before where he like inserts himself, but like no one's Mm -hmm. paying him to be there. Whereas like Suki paid him, she even says out of her own money, to be the hot dog. (laughs) Sorry. Sometimes I have like this moment where I have to like step back and be like, this is like, this is like a serious conversation that the two of us are having. (laughs) In front of thousands of people of like when he was the hot dog he made money but when he was working in the kitchen he forced himself into that situation <laughs> and i like had to pull back and be like this oh is God. so not serious but i'm like so like adamant i'm obsessed <laughs> but no but i agree with you fully <laughs> on that yeah. note couldn't agree yeah. with you more okay great well we're not going to include yeah. that, obviously, because he's trying to yeah. insert Attempted. himself into these situations. Yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious <laughs> in the context yeah. and for the plot. But next we have, in that same vein, the ribbon collector mm. at the beginning of Pulp Friction. I think that's also, I would consider that in the same vein as the polar. Like, I think he's just mm-hmm. contributing Doing to the it. drama of the town. Exactly. Someone has to, but I don't think anyone's paying him. Right. Because the thing is, is like if he was doing that at Dozy's Market the way that Taylor is doing it at Dozy's Market, maybe it would be different because Taylor's like on the clock doing yeah. it. You know what I mean? But but still, I wouldn't consider those two separate jobs. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so then we have Old Man Twickham Souvenir Salesman. Yeah. Making money. 100%. Tow truck operator. Right. My favorite thing about the, <laughs> the Twickham house, like uh, – souvenirs if you will is like we don't see Mm -hmm. him selling them at first we first see the souvenirs and Lorelai having gotten them is that right no 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 that's not right I don't remember but regards we see Lorelai having gotten them and I think it's Rory on the phone and like Lorelai standing in the kitchen with all of her souvenirs and Rory's like who would like profit off of his death and she's like I don't know but she has like all of it Oh my god, you're totally right. I, I forgot that. about that. So then we have the engagement ring salesman at the beginning of season I one. I love, I die. So by the end of season five, we are looking at 36 jobs. Okay, that's quite a lot. Yeah. Beginning of season six, ring salesman, engagement ring salesman, season six, love episode it. one. 
physical therapist in the same episode. Do you remember this? No. Oh my gosh, I don't remember that. <gasps> physical therapist? Who's hurt? Oh, because of the bike race. Oh, right, 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 right. But do you think that's a volunteer thing? He's a physical <laughs> therapist. Is I'm he trained? I don't know. I, I mean, oh, no, he's totally not because he's like, are you doing this right? <laughs> right. So that feels more volunteer. Yeah. Self-insert. Why okay. in? So then we have the Board of Tourism representative in season six. Right. This is when... Um, is this when everything gets changed? All the um, street names get yeah. changed? Yeah. Soars and Boyle's Alley. Yes. And he's <laughs> handing out the pamphlets at that little like... <laughs> at the little like kiosk. The mini gazebo? Yeah, the mini gazebo. I love it. Then he's the Winter Carnival coordinator in season six. Right, because Taylor's out of town. But do you think that's a job? I was just about to say. I want to call it a job, but... I mean, I think if we're going to add the Easter egg hunt yeah. and find her there, then... Yeah, I think some right? of them are a little bit iffy. I think some of them are definitely volunteer, but that one, I'll, I'll include it as a job. Okay, great. Now it says hands out samples at Taylor's Old Fashioned Soda Shop, but do we want to just count it because he works for Taylor's Old Fashioned Soda Shop? Mm. At the beginning of season four, we counted it as a separate job. I would say, yeah, like he seems to do a lot with the soda shop. Or that's a long time to go without working there, though. Because is this the one where they're looking through the window at April? Is that when he's handing out samples? I don't remember. I think so. Mm, I can't decide because it's just like it's he's gone so long without working there. It's like almost two seasons. I know. I would count it as a separate job. I think. Okay. Just because we haven't seen them there. And I feel like it's different to skydive for the shop. Well, but we counted the. No, no, no. We counted the hanging up of the flyers and working at Taylor's old fashioned soda shop. Okay. So I want to say it's one job because he's working there. But I don't know. Because I feel like that's different doing work for Taylor versus working in the soda shop. Okay. I think it's two. Okay. I'll count it as two. Then we have the realtor. Of course. I feel Mm -hmm. like that is like the most like obvious job for Kirk to have. I don't know why. Like just, of course, he's the realtor for Stars Hollow. One thousand percent. Okay. So then there's another attempted job when he tries to run Luke's, but we're not going to count that. Yummy bartenders. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Duh. And then uh, sets up a home movie for April's birthday party and super cool party people. Yeah. He sets up sweet. 16 or 16 candles? candles. I don't know if I say. (laughs) 16 candles. Sweet 16. Yeah. Do we count that or is that part of working for the Black, White, and Red bookstore? I see. I thought he was doing that on his own because I feel like taking the equipment from the movie theater to Luke's, (laughs) that feels like a different job. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Freelance savvy. And then the car driver for testing the traffic cameras when he crashes into luke's diner yeah <laughs> this one says driver of the first car through stars hollow's first stoplight <laughs> do you think that um he got paid to do that i don't know i hope so because he drove a car yeah through a window through a window yeah and i wouldn't do that for i don't free. know <laughs> i think that if we're going to count the skydiving we count i think this. so too yeah, right. this has gotten a little confusing on how we have like determined. What I makes know money, what is it delineated <laughs> yeah. between what makes money and what doesn't. I know, but that's job number forty-four. So that's where we're at at the beginning of season seven. So then we have Kirk's Kirk's diner owner. Oh my gosh, that would have been such a good Clara reference. Seven, <laughs> seven. Anyways, so Kirk's diner owner. Of course, we have organizer of the Knitathon, wrapping paper salesman. When did he sell wrapping paper? I don't know. Oh, is that a se- that's God. season seven, though. Oh, my gosh. This is when I'm not sure. It's season seven. I'm just going to have to trust this list. Honestly, because, like, I'm just going to have to trust it because I don't remember. Are we, like, the two worst Gilmore Girls podcast hosts who just, like, <laughs> intensely know one through six? And then, like, when we get to season seven, we're like, sure, that happened. <laughs> sure. I, yeah, that probably did happen. <laughs> we need to have a season seven expert to call in. <laughs> I know. We really do. Then we have Flower Delivery Man. Though he claims he is volunteering, Kirk does ask Lorelai for a tip. But also, we already counted flower delivery yeah. in season one. Yeah. Minotaur in town meeting. Do you remember it was the hay bale maze and they were going to have the Minotaur in the meeting? Is that when, isn't that what that is? Yes, because there's a picture of him doing, he's on stilts. Well, that's when he's like the finder. Oh, no, the he's finder. the maze guard for hay bale maze. Got it. Okay. Because I, am I making that up that they were going to have a Minotaur in the maze? No, it says it right oh, here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just don't. Remember I just that. remember him like standing there in like he's been standing there the whole time. 
Isn't That's there a sheet over him? Didn't hilarious. they pull a sheet off of him and he's been standing under it? Haley, you are asking me to answer <laughs> questions about a season I might have made I've that up. watched three times in my life. Yeah. Which is probably a lot, but I just have retained none of yeah. it. Yeah. We're going to have a good time when we get there in 2025. We really are. I know, truly. Are we going to count this, though? This, I would say the, the stilts walking, the security, but maybe not the Minotaur. <laughs> well, I think we can count it as one. Yeah. He works for the... The hay bale maze. The hay bale maze. <laughs> I'm like recalling that in my mind. The Menadar moment. I know. And then uh, setting up Rory's going away party. Mm. That feels like a town yeah. effort yeah. type thing. I wouldn't say that's a job. It got a little messy there towards the end about what was a job. <laughs> um, depending on who would pay him. But I think the Rory's party is like definitely not. Like that's a yeah. pal thing. Totally. And then the last one, of course, in a year in the life is Uber. And he's another filmmaker, but that's just included. Well, yeah, yeah, but that's just included. So let's go over this again okay. to kind of suss out what's a job, what's not a job. <laughs> DSL guy, swan delivery guy, Dozie's market assistant manager, flower delivery, mailman, freelance photographer, event coordinator for Lorelai and Max's shower, works for the Bracebridge dinner as a server and also takes notes in the meeting, termite inspector, video rental clerk, mechanic, filmmaker though the filmmaker he doesn't make any money off of Mm. but do we want to just call it an occupation like it's a passion project i would call it a job yeah like i would include that for some reason like okay (laughs) i don't know why sure (laughs) (laughs) i feel like our besties are like what the fuck is this list (laughs) i just had like a crossover in my mind do you remember when um Michael Scott does um, Threat Level Midnight. And he was like, you should enter in yeah. festivals or carnivals. I just had that in my <laughs> mind. I was like, did they say that about a film by Kirk? But no, it is about the office. It is Michael yeah. Scott. <laughs> so then we have Hey There Owner, Stars Hollow Beauty Supply Clerk, Weston's Bakery Waiter, Patty's Director, Hockey Announcer, these are all like, Topical T-shirt These are all like seller. definitive jobs. Like these are all definite moneymakers. Yeah. Pizza Worker. Mold inspector, skydiver, works for Taylor's Old Fashioned Soda Shop hanging flyers, security alarm installer, mailbox salesman, firelight festival planner, dog walker, petty cab driver, Easter egg hunt planner and egg finder, mailboxes etc. clerk, wedding DJ, firewood delivery man, black, white, and red movie theater worker, lunch at the Dragonfly hot dog, bath and shower <laughs> adhesive salesman. <laughs> Twickham House souvenir salesman, tow truck operator, ring salesman, board of tourism representative, winter carnival coordinator, handing out soda shop samples at Taylor's <laughs> Old Fashioned Soda Shop, real estate agent, yummy bartenders, video setup at April's birthday party, so freelance video AV, car driver for testing traffic cameras, owner of Kirk's, organizer for the Nidathon, wrapping paper salesman, which still has a giant question mark next to it worker for the hay bale maze and uber which is a total of 49 jobs wow just shy of 50 you know what i actually realized that we should have framed this as maybe not as like money makers is like as you were reading these off flashing in my mind was like walking down the aisle of a target and these were all barbies yes of like he's just like in his box and like what accessories they would come with and like what outfit he would be wearing (laughs) i mean the other thing is is that like i still want to include tevia in jews and chinese food and i want to include being a trumpeter for the and i like want to include like being the poll worker like i can so clearly see like a red white and blue background in his box with him like it comes with like a clipboard (laughs) all right so do we add them back in i don't know like how many is it is this how many barbies he could be well i think we needed to decide that a long time ago we'll stick with the jobs because we did talk about that this was money making we'll like say like those are like honorable mentions because we love them but this was all Mm. in the like name of how he became this like had this pile of money that he yeah had fifteen thousand jobs in 11 years yeah i'm curious what our listeners think of that because some of these town events for me are also a little bit of a question yeah. mark because it's like did you make money doing this i would hope that you did but some of it might be volunteer but yeah we really but know. i don't think taylor it's like makes the things we know it. is volunteer work because yeah. taylor doesn't get paid to be the town selectman but he does get paid to own dosi's market and the soda shop and 
buying up Stars Hollow. Well, maybe then we need to revisit this in our Gilmore to Consider yeah. episode because I think that maybe our listeners will have something Some to say. Thoughts. And if you do, please call in yeah. because like maybe we have to wait on finalizing this list until the end of our Gilmore to Consider yeah. episode. So I'm if you have thoughts and feelings in. on what we should include or exclude from this list that we just made, yeah. and we'll write that, maybe we'll post it on our Instagram because this right now is a list of 49 yeah. jobs. Which I think is pretty appropriate for her. I feel really solid about that. Yeah. But I'm curious what everybody else thinks. I'm also curious what your faves are. We decided that we wanted to share our top five favorite Kirk jobs over the span of his. Yeah. These are in, for me, these are in no particular order. Because I couldn't really determine. I do have an honorable mention with mine. Me too. But I had Beauty Store. I just love that he works at the beauty store. Me too. There's something about that. Beauty Supply. Stars Hall Beauty Supply, I think it's called. I love the yummy bartenders. Like, (laughs) like Kirk just like starting this bartending company called the yummy bartenders. Filmmaker. There's just something about, like... (laughs) I love it. Kirk Gleason, filmmaker. I think my favorite job that he actually has is engagement ring salesman because he sells mm. them because he makes friends with old women who are about to die and he like gets willed their rings or they like give them to him. <laughs> so that one, well done. that one, just the backstory of that. And then I gave hot dog because that one is definitely a job, but the honorable mention, which we talked about before, was Tevia and children's theater production oh, of course. so it's like Absolutely. i couldn't not mention that one because that one's my actual favorite but it's not yeah, a job but my favorite I job of all of the one i listed is definitely engagement ring salesman <laughs> oh yeah because of the way he got there it's amazing yeah. i also had tevia in fiddler on the roof and i had being the trumpeter for the <laughs> stars hollow war, uh, reenactors. war reenactors like there's just something about like them coming out so proudly in dead uncles and vegetables and they come <laughs> over the hill and it's so important and he's and so bad <laughs> anyway so that those are my honorable mentions but lunch at the dragonfly hot dog of course yeah. like 10 out of 10 no notes i love when he is the dog walker yeah I love it. He's so good with the dogs. The fact that they play hide and seek. And he's like, yay, we found them. Yay. And he gets all excited about the yeah. dogs. And with the dogs, it's so cute. Being the hay there owner. Yeah. I mean, like, you can't go wrong. I also put Star's Hollow Beauty Supply Clerk. And I absolutely love when he's the security alarm installer for Lorelai. Yeah. Because he just wants to protect her. Yeah. He wants to make sure she's okay now that she's on her own. Which is incredibly yeah. invasive, but very sweet. <laughs> I know. Another honorable mention that we actually didn't talk about is when he plays Jesus in yeah. the Last Supper at the Festival of Living yeah. Art. I mean, like, oh, yeah. so good. <laughs> so, so I feel like good. that falls on the same line of Tevia. Like, that's... Yeah, 100%. In the same sort of job, if you will. Yeah. But I will say, Sean Gunn, who played Kirk, he was asked what his favorites were, and his aren't yeah. all jobs either. Like, it's kind of just, like, what Kirk was doing, what he was spending his time oh, with. okay. Because he did an Love. article in 2020 on Vulture that's called Sean Gunn ranks some of Kirk's many Gilmore jobs and he gave 15 and he gave like a description on each of them and we can link this if anyone wants to go and read it yeah I haven't I don't know any of them so lay it on me I'm so excited I'll read it in reverse order so 15 his was Kirk's diner owner in season Mm 7 and part of the reason that he ranked it last is because he said it was a different show without Amy which is interesting but in Number 14 is the video store clerk. 13 is Dosi's assistant manager. 12 is Dragonfly Inn employee, which we decided he wasn't. He just wanted to Mm be aspiring, Mm -hmm. if you will. 11 is realtor. 10 is beauty shop clerk. 9 is dog walker. 8, t-shirt peddler and designer. (laughs) I just love peddler. T-shirt peddler. Yeah. 7 is mailman. Um, which he gave an honorable mention to is selling mailboxes. Mm-hmm. Six is movie theater employee. Five, engagement ring salesman. To which he says that to him, Kirk is a 10-year-old grown man. <laughs> Not dangerous enough to be a teenager. Four is Uber proprietor. Duh. Which he says, just an awesome job. Mm-hmm. And then three is DSL installer. And he goes on to talk about. Kirk versus Mick. Two mm-hmm. is hockey announcer because he says he loved that episode so much and he remembers it filming it like it was yesterday. That, him <laughs> doing that, 
was one of the low-key funniest things that he's done. I should have included that in my face because when we watched Face Off on Patreon, like, I think I talked about how watching it with captions on was the best (laughs) thing I could have done for myself because some of the things he was saying, like, I never catch because I'm so focused on, you know, Rory and, like, the Dean and Lindsay and Lane and Dave and whatever. You miss so much of what Kirk says and it's so fucking funny. Like, it is so good. I love it. I'm glad that was one of his faves. what if I, like, I want to read this, like, line that he says, because he says, my favorite quote from the entire series comes from that job when the Stars Hollow hockey team loses their game. So it's back to the desert for the Miniman, perhaps for another 40 years. Of course, by then, I'll be 70 years old. A lot of the rest of you will probably be dead. Taylor, you'll be dead. Miss Patty, you'll be dead. That man in the hat, you'll be dead. And so he said that moment <laughs> has tickled him for 20 years, and he laughs at it every <laughs> single time. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. And he goes on to say that none of it was improvised, that there was no improvising on Gilmore Girls. And he just, he loves that. And then number one was Filmmaker, a film by mm-hmm. Kirk, which I feel like that's like, I was really interested in his perspective on that. And he mm-hmm. said that the hockey one was his favorite because it was easy to do. Like he wasn't in all of the shots. <laughs> wow. I love it. And he likes Filmmaker because he actually got to film the movie like they had to make yeah. the movie to play yeah and he really liked doing that. oh i love that so yeah much. i love his perspective i also love that he's Me like too. become like a big a big star i know he's become like a little star yeah. or a little barbie star. <laughs> our little barbie star but i'm really really curious to get our listeners perspective on this yeah on you know how they feel about the character of kirk what they think about the job list that we generated yeah. versus the one that is online and you know floating around do you think that we should be counting everything that he's ever attempted to do or his hobbies etc just the ones that made money yeah There's i'm very curious to consider there is so we'll have a gilmore to consider about kirk next week and we'll have more to say on that in the next episode if you want more gilmore to say join us on patreon where you can listen to our spoiler full rewatch podcast gilmore revisited where we're currently watching season three you can also join us for live watches our community discord page and get monthly merch discounts to our old-fashioned merch shop at gilmoretosay.com and be sure to follow us on instagram at gilmore to say podcast where you can stay up to date on all things gilmore to say